the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, you see it everywhere. Ohio, the heart of it all. Well, that is true in many, many ways. Of course, we hear it all the time. You can't get to the White House unless you go through the state of Ohio. And often, the state of Ohio makes national news, sometimes good ways, sometimes bad ways. Well, it's certainly true right now. HB 68, the SAFE Act, was uh, passed by both the uh, House and Senate here in the state of Ohio sent to the desk of the conservative Republican Governor Mike DeWine, and it was vetoed, which made national news. Uh, the House of Representatives, Republicans in the House of Representatives says, well, we're going to veto it. They kept their word, and yesterday they did. That is good news. Now, I wanted you to get to the very bottom of this whole thing, so I am just delighted to welcome to the program the original sponsor of HB 68, Representative Gary Click, currently serving his second term in the 88th House District, which encompasses almost all of Sandusky, Seneca counties. Representative Click is unusual in many ways, one of them being he is also a pastor. While he is serving in the House of Representatives, he is also the pastor of the Fremont Baptist Temple. Representative Click, it is an honor to have you on the program. Thank you for taking time for us today, and welcome. Unusual in many ways. I'm going to add that to my bio, Bob. That's perfect. <laughs> well, I have been told that before, but usually people don't mean it as kindly as you do. Well, I'm just glad you're still kind to me after confusing you at the governor's mansion a few years ago. I'll never forget that. I was very embarrassed. Uh, oh, the... <laughs> No worries. No, worries. I totally forgot about it until you just brought it up again. Well, I wish I hadn't, so just forget it again. Um, forget what? <laughs> anyway, uh, first of all, let's get acquainted with Representative Gary Click. Uh, you have been criticized for a lot of things, but one of the things you have been criticized most severely for is mixing religion and politics. How could you be a pastor and a representative in the Ohio House of Representatives? Uh, you were first a pastor before getting involved in politics. Kind of walk us through, I'm sure you wrestled with that decision. Kind of walk us through that. Well, no, that's a great question, Bob. And, and first of all, you know, I, I I just love the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he's the one I serve regardless but there is a when you go back historically, it was men of faith and it was pastors that really touched this nation. You know, John Peter Gabriel Mullenberg yeah, is one of my yeah. heroes, and John Leland uh, is right after him, both pastors. And um, 
ironically, uh, John Peter Gabriel Muhlenberg had a uh, brother whose name was Frederick Augustus Muhlenberg. And uh, when John Peter got engaged in politics, uh, it was during the Revolutionary War era, and he preached a message to everything. There's a, a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. He pulled off his clerical robes, and he said, now's the time to fight. Yeah. And he recruited 300 men to go to battle with him. His brother, Frederick, uh, scolded him, saying a pastor should not be engaged until uh, all at once he realized that churches were being burned to the ground. They were being used as stables for horses and so forth. Long story short, after the revolution, both of them ran for Congress, both of them won, and uh, Frederick Augustus was actually the very first Speaker of the House under our Constitution. So uh, that was a pastor being engaged. His name is the top signature on the Bill of Rights, which we would not have had if it wasn't for Pastor John Leland convincing James Madison that it was essential and necessary. So we wouldn't even have the America we know if it wasn't for pastors being engaged. Good for you. Good for you, Gary. Uh, Now, uh, when I interview an author, my first question is usually, what is the genesis of this book? Writing a book is very hard, a lot of work. What was the genesis? Well, you were one of the original sponsors of HB 68. You had to know this was going to generate an enormous amount of controversy. You had to know that in many ways you would be paying a personal and political price for getting behind this. So if you would walk us through the genesis, the beginning of HB 68. Well, let me just say, first of all, yes, I did know there was going to be a cost. I knew there was going to be a cost before I ever ran for office. I, I told my wife, if, if I run for office, I know I'm going to get accused of a lot of things. I'm going to be lied about. I said, I've got broad shoulders. I can handle it. But I looked at her and I said, can you handle it? She mm. said, I won't like it, but I can handle it. And that mm. was before I even thought about a bill like this. And really, the folks in my caucus picked me to choose to, to or recommended me when people were looking for this bill because they knew that I wasn't afraid of that. I, I'll tell as long as I know that I'm doing the right thing, you know, I, I would I I'd lose my office if I, for doing the right thing for people. I don't care that I, I mean I enjoy what I'm doing, but it's not about the office. The only reason I care about being here is for doing good, and if I can't do good, there's no sense in me being here. But I actually was uh, in CCB had introduced me and some other uh, state law Mike to some families that have been victims of this radical gender ideology. And then uh, then later I met with those families. I, they actually invited me to their home. I went to their home down in Cincinnati. Um, it included a physician and folks that had um, just some other things, you know, had some family members. And uh, they, they asked me to carry the bill. And I prayed about it. I talked about it. did some research. I spent six months, not just 10 days. I spent six months digging into this because I, I, you, you can't legislate your religion. Uh, when Reuters asked me about they said, well, what, what scripture do you use? And I said, well, Jesus taught us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And if I was a gender dysphoric kid, what would I want done to me? Would I want to be butchered and cut up and, and medicalized? Or would I want them to let me grow up and grow out of it? And the second one is actually what I would like. And so uh, we just follow the science in this. And so after six months worth of study, we dropped the bill uh, the first time in the last GA. 
And we've just kept digging in, and I keep getting more and more people. The farther we go, the more people reach out to me and say, hey, what can we do? How can we be a part of this? And we intentionally steered away from the religious connotations, mm-hmm. and we intentionally uh, utilized people of diverse backgrounds. We had people come and testify. The first lady that ever came and testified had been a delegate for Bernie Sanders. Uh, we've had Democrats, I mean, lifelong Democrats. We've had gays, lesbians, transsexuals who have all come and testified on this bill because you don't have to be religious to have common sense. Now, I, I think, you know, our faith certainly helps us in a lot of things. But, you know, one of, a good friend that I've made over the course of this is, is an atheist. And, but she knows, she, she knows, she lost her daughter, actually, because she wouldn't affirm her quote-unquote pronouns. And so she's become very passionate about this and runs a group called Partners for Ethical Care. Uh, of course, we've worked with CCV. We've worked with a group, a secular group called Do No Harm. And, and so we, we've just brought all kinds of people in because we don't want it to be labeled as a religious bill. We want it to, it's a medical bill. And we're really talking about the science and the medicine. And so we've had experts, we've had physicians, we've had uh, counselors, and we've had all kinds of people support us in this bill along the way, even though many of them may be in jeopardy of their jobs because they're sure. they're not woke. So so that's, that's the genesis of it. All right. Um, we're talking with Representative Gary Click from Ohio's 88th District. And, Gary, you know the way radio works. I've got to take a brief break. Gary has very, very graciously agreed to go one more segment till the bottom of the hour. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. We're going to take a quick break. And we will be back with Representative Gary Click. One of the original sponsors of the controversial but wonderful HB 68. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back. We are visiting with State Representative Gary Click, serving the 88th House District here in the state of Ohio, one of the original sponsors of HB 68. Uh, Gary, the uh, president of the Senate says... Uh, they are planning on overriding the veto just as you did. What are you hearing from uh, your friends over in the Ohio Senate? Uh, I'm hearing exactly the same thing. They were ready to go. They were ready to roll. You know, President Huffman has got a great grasp on this topic and on the subject. He's met with Riley Gaines. Uh, In fact, he had her on his own podcast. And uh, he knows this issue, and I think they all do. They all get it. And I think that even if they didn't get it, when they look at all the national pressure and the statewide pressure, they're going to get it fast because this is an issue that the people in Ohio are demanding. Well, the uh, Senate is scheduled to reconvene on the 24th. I have heard some rumors that they might come back early on the 17th. Have you heard anything like that? This is the first I've heard about that, but I would certainly celebrate that action. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gary, you were talking about the science, and I, yeah. have, I have said this forever. The liberal left does not care about facts, truth, or science. They deal almost completely with emotion, 
feelings, and if possible, hysteria. Mm -hmm. Now, Governor DeWine says that he is following the science. He has talked to the families. Gary, you are telling me what I believe, that the science is on our side overwhelmingly, and that the families that are most affected by this support HB 68. How in the world did a supposedly conservative Republican governor get it so absolutely wrong? Well, like I said yesterday, we need science, not slogans, evidence, not emotions. And the reality of it is, is I've talked to people on both sides, and I've had good conversations with people on both sides. And people really believe that. That's the first key is, number one, these people believe this when they tell you this. Yeah. When they say, this saved my child's life, this, it, they, they totally believe that. But what, they, what we know is they haven't tried other alternatives. There are many more traditional ways of dealing with anxiety and depression, but this is taken on the wave of the LGBTQ agenda, and the reality is, is the LGBTQs don't want the T's uh, yeah, for the most well, part. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, because many of the gay uh, and lesbian folks they feel like, oh wow, this, they're trying to convert me. They don't think I'm good enough to be a boy because I'm effeminate or if I'm a tom girl. Uh, there's actually a phrase called TERFs which is trans-exclusionary radical feminists. So there is really a great coalition of people that we don't normally agree with on certain things that are 100% with us on this because of the science. But when somebody says that and they have tears in their eyes, they have tears in their eyes because they truly believe it. But this is the only option that's been presented to them. And it only lasts the, – the benefits are – there's a, I call it a false positive because if you give a girl testosterone who's been depressed and, and very emotional and you give her testosterone for three months, yeah, I feel much better. They, and they tell me this. These detransitioners tell me this. You feel empowered. You feel strong. Uh, you feel stable at first. At but first. then it gets worse and worse and worse because their bodies are not made for this. That's not how they're designed. And long-term studies show no improvement. In fact, very often worse. The suicide rate multiplies by a factor yes. of 19. Yes. And they, even the trans community calls this the seven-year itch. It's when you realize, what have I done to yeah, my body? what have I done? And, and, and uh, Gary, the rest of the world has yeah. had a great awakening. Much of Europe. The United yes. Kingdom, there has been a, an, a, a 180 from most of the world, and yet here in America, we're supposed to be so advanced medically, scientifically, mm. and we are absolutely denying real science. Now, we're going to run out of time here. Have you personally had conversations with Governor Mike DeWine about this, and what, how does he defend the indefensible, just personally, one-on-one? I've had two conversations. One was during his 10-day crash course, and he asked me some good questions, and I thought they were thoughtful questions. Uh, and I thought that there was a good chance that he would uh, sign the bill, to be honest with you. Uh, and then he called me on my birthday, and he said, Happy birthday, Gary. I'm going to veto your bill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the day. Well, wonderful, and, yeah. And so... Um, so, it, 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 I, honestly, we had a good conversation, but 
you know, and, and I try to be polite. I try to make not make this about personality. I yeah, try to make yeah. it about policy, Thank you. Uh, not about people. And I, I think he just got swept up in the emotion is what I really think. Uh, and he told me, he says, listen, I've had a 40-year relationship with these hospitals. And I understand we've had a 40-year relationship, and they've given you good advice on cancer and, and leukemia and all kinds of childhood and, diseases. And lots of money. Yeah. Well, I, I'll let you say that. Um, but I get that. You have built up that trust factor. But these are not the children's hospitals of 40 years ago either. Right. And, and he forgets that. And so I think – and then he has a, a trans child in his home, which he didn't have Morgan, which I, I felt obligated to bring that out yesterday. He didn't have Morgan in his home. Uh, he didn't look her in the eye. He, and when I talked to uh, Chloe Cole, who's the nationwide poster child right, for right. our cause – uh, she really felt like he was going to sign it because she said he was visibly moved. Mm. But there was just too many other factors. And he said he didn't want the government involved. But I think he forgot that governor and government come from the same word. He is government. And he just wants it to be at a different degree or a different level. And he wants to be in charge of it. And that's just not how the separate branches of government work. We're in charge. You know, this has been uh, carefully studied uh, and cultivated over the years. Uh, it's been thoroughly vetted through the committee process. And just one guy shouldn't be able to come in and overturn all that we do. And that's what we said. And we gave a strong veto. And I believe the Senate will do the exact same thing. I. If and when the Senate overrides the veto, how long before HB 68 becomes law? It's 90 days. 90 days. 90 days. And here, and here's what I called on the governor yesterday, because the thing about his order on the sex change surgeries is that prevents people from rushing to get that in that 90-day period. I don't think that's what he intended. I think he wanted it as a substitute. I call it a supplement. Right. I think that was a good thing because it'll prevent that. But I don't know why he said they're not happening because we've proved it. We've proved it. We've proved it Un- undeniably that it is happening. And I called on him yesterday to do the same thing with the puberty blockers because because he asked, and I gave him a grandfather clause reluctantly. Uh, we gave him the grandfather clause, and he still vetoed the bill. But now there's going to be a rush to get these kids on these dangerous and deforming puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones before that 90-day window. Yeah. So if they go in there and get those before those 90 days, then they're good. Uh, they, they'll yeah. be grandfathered in. And they are going to be rushing kids. Pushing yeah. kids through this if he doesn't issue an executive order on that. And I've called on him to do that yesterday. I hope that he will if he's really thinking about it. If he really cares about kids and saving lives, he'll right. do that. Gary Click and Gary, our time is up. I know it'd go quickly. Thank you, Gary, for God standing you, strong. Thanks for your time today. I know you're incredibly busy. Gary Click serving the 88th House District, but serving all of us here in Ohio. God bless you, Gary. Keep up the great work. All right. God bless you. All right. All right. Bobberty Live will continue. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.